Well, hello there, precious people, and welcome back to Eternity Podcast. My name is Janine, and I'm blessed to be your host for today. The purpose of this podcast is to broadcast the message of repentance and holiness to prepare us for the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. The message for today is called True Repentance by Dr. Amish. Let us listen. As you be aware, repentance is the key into the kingdom of heaven. There is no way any human being can enter into the kingdom of heaven without repentance. There is no way. If you came from Adam, you must repent to enter. And all of us came from Adam. Therefore, you must repent. When it comes to repentance, as you've heard already, because of its importance, we must understand what it means. And my understanding is you, you've spoken about emotional repentance. So you are going on to the legal repentance. So I'm sure also you have spoken about the context. And, and the, the issue is this. There is eternity ahead of us. And wh- once you enter into eternity, you can never get out wherever you are. If you enter into eternity in heaven, hallelujah, you'll be there forever. But you enter into eternity in hell, you'll never come out. And there is a way to enter into heaven. For that we must be holy. The other one we can enter just as we are. But all of us, we have sin in our lives. But before we can enter into heaven, we must be holy. And God has made provision for us to be holy. And, and it starts with repentance. But as you have heard, there are different types of repentance. The first one is the emotional repentance. It is important, but it is not enough. So with emotional repentance, I, I don't think I'll go over it again. But essentially, you feel sorry for having done, especially when you are caught, when you are exposed then you feel sorry for doing that. But it may not lead to genuine repentance. If you get another chance, you do it again. That is not good enough. Then there's the legal repentance. And that one, we feel remorse or we feel sorry for our sin because we fear judgment or we fear the punishment. And it is because there is inescapable consequences for sin. So, when, when we want to repent because we don't want to go to hell, but we still love the sin, that is called legal repentance. It is focused on the punishment, not sin, not the, the, the evil nature of the sin. So, normally, with legal repentance, there's no heart level change towards sin. Then there's the true repentance. That is where we want to be. But before I speak about that, I want to tell you how it comes about. How we can have true repentance. And true repentance can only happen because something has happened to us from God. Or we have received something from God. And the key scriptures are Acts chapter 26. I think verse 18. And then 2 Timothy 2, 25 and 26. Acts 26, in verse 18, this is how the Bible puts it. It says, 
to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So you can see how important, essentially what he's saying that, saying that they will know, go and teach them the truth. The Bible says that if one is not a believer or one is not a Christian or one is in sin, the person is spiritually dead. The person's mind is darkness. But when the word of God enters, the Bible says that the entry of your word brings light. And the Bible is here telling us this, that people are in darkness, they are under the power of Satan because they lack the truth. And it doesn't matter whether the person is a preacher or calls himself or herself a Christian. If you lack the truth, you are in darkness. If you lack the truth, if you do not know the truth, you are under the power of Satan. But the Bible says this, when the truth is preached and when it is received, it brings the light of God. And that light of God, in fact, when you go to 2 Timothy 25 and 26, it says that it, it gives us the knowledge of the truth. That is, what it, that is the beginning of repentance. So you can see that repentance is grace. God grants us the repentance, uh, sorry, the grace to repent. And he says that what that grace does in our lives is that it brings the knowledge of the truth. And when the knowledge of the truth is received, it says that so that we come to our senses, so we wake up, spiritually we become alive, spiritually we become wise, spiritually we gain understanding. And we say, ah, no, 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 this is darkness, I'm out of here. This, this is for Satan, I am out of here, I'm going to back to God. In fact, the second Timothy 2.26 says, when we come to our senses, the Bible says that those who are in sin, they have been ensnared by the devil to do his will. So when we are sinning, whether, whatever is lying, stealing, gossip, sexual immorality, whatever it is, we, we are doing the will of Satan. And he says that he traps us and forces us to do his will. In fact, we are slaves to sin, so we don't have a choice. But the Bible says that when the truth enters and we wake up from our spiritual slumber, the grace of repentance also empowers us. So you can imagine someone who is in a snare or who, who, who is in a, a trap. All of a sudden, the truth of the word of God grants power. It gives us strength. It gives us the ability to escape the snare of the devil. It gives us the ability to escape the captivity of the devil. And the Bible says that we turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. Hallelujah. And it says that when that happens, we receive the forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ Jesus. So unless and until we turn away from sin, there is no forgiveness for sin. So if you see somebody who is in sin and thinks that the grace of God because of the grace of God, they will go to heaven. They are talking about another grace. Because the grace of God that brings salvation should have delivered them from the power of sin to give them the hope of salvation from the penalty of sin. Hallelujah. So we, begin, we see that it starts, God has his part in repentance. What he does is that he gives us the grace, the knowledge, 
the light, the understanding, and the power to escape. But we do the turning. We must turn from sin. We must turn from darkness to light. We must turn from the power of Satan to God. So if, if you had listened to the prayer, the beginning of the prayer, the teaching side of the prayer, you would have heard that in repentance, there is confession. Then there is the repentance, turning away. And then there is the renouncing of sin. In the confession side of sin, there are various elements of that confession. The basic definition of confession in, 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 in repentance is agreeing with God that you have committed sin. Underlying that is that in committing sin, you have sold, in fact, one, you have made a covenant with demons. And part of the covenant is that you have sold your soul to the demon forever for the benefit of that sin. So if it is a lie, for getting out of a tight situation, you have lied and in the process you have sold your, you, you have sold your soul to that demon. You have, in fact, Jesus says, he says, whoever sins is a slave to sin. So in confession, we agree with God that we have sinned against him. We agree with God that we have sold ourselves into slavery. Then we tell God that, in fact, our slave master is too strong for us. We cannot deliver ourselves. We cannot break out of our covenant. But we appeal to God that he has the power, that he is stronger than the demon. He has authority to cancel out that covenant. He has authority to come into that covenant and to take us out. And then we confess that we are switching allegiance from Satan, from the, from Satan to God. We are switching allegiance from slavery to that demon to Slave, uh, servant to God and we ask the Lord please break this covenant for me and because of the grace that has been given to us which has administered the light of God to our soul and this is where the difference between the true repentance and the other repentance come in for emotional repentance I am sad because you have caught me not because I have sinned for legal repentance I am unhappy because I will go to hell but for true repentance, there is a change in my heart towards sin. Emotional repentance, if I get a chance, I'll do it. If nobody will catch me, I'll do it. Legal repentance, if I can convince myself that God is love, he will not take me to hell, I'll do it again. I'll commit the sin again. But true repentance, I hate the sin. Because the light of God that has come has exposed the evil nature of sin to me. And it has destroyed the attraction for sin that was in my soul. And so I hate the sin. I turn away from that sin. But in hating sin and sin, and, and, and I don't know whether it is the great, great uh, gratitude towards God or the appreciation of what God has done. There's also the love for God. I want to please him now. So the repentance where we repent with our mouth and then go back to the sin again is no repentance. And we, whenever we, here when we are talking about repentance, we are talking about truth. And you can see that the true repentance leads to the situation where we are totally committed to walk in the newness of life. And the scripture says in Acts 26, 18, that that is the one that brings forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness of sin. So true repentance is where we have escaped the sin. And in terms of salvation, that means that we have been saved from the power. We have escaped from the power of that sin. But, but, but you see, there is general repentance and, and specific repentance. 
what i mean by general repentance is that now whether the sin is blue yellow green red i don't like it anymore but speci specific repentance uh, by definition refers to a particular sin and whenever you talk about true repentance we are then talking about repentance based on the word of god knowledge of the word of god so you can see that in true repentance there are three parties in there you and i as christians whether we are the preachers or the, we are the evangelists or whatever we share the word we are the vessels that carry the word to the person the word of god then god grants the grace the person is able to receive the word and the person's eyes are open then what the person does is that i am out of here they must turn we must turn we must turn the person turns from darkness into light and from the power of satan to god then god comes in again he grants the forgiveness of sin and he grants the gift of eternal life based on repentance because the person has turned hallelujah and he says so from what i've just described true repentance is a radical change in one's attitude towards sin and god because now the person sees and understands sin differently oh what i mean is this your mother says can you sweep here you are angry with your mother as if she's your enemy you you tell her off can you take this for me i am busy that disobedience and that rudeness which comes into our lives when we turn teenagers when you meet someone who has repented they don't see it as look now i'm old they see that this thing will take me to hell and i don't want to go there this thing is evil if you are a womanizer or a, a manizer you see a woman you see hell if you are a woman you see a man you don't, you don't see a sex partner you see the lake of fire your attitude towards sex has undergone a dramatic change you see it differently small small lies not complete different understanding now then you know that the person has repented the person has received the grace of god that brings salvation he has been saved from the attraction to sin the other thing is that now you begin to see sin as a personal insult against a loving merciful god you now begin to see in fact now, now when you sin when you are lying to your friend you are no longer being smart but now you you are tuning to heaven now it is not your friend again it is god you see things from the perspective of god psalm 51 verse 4 says against you you only have i sinned and done what is evil in your sight as a king david could do whatever he wanted and get away with it i'm sure there were people who knew what he had done but they could say nothing to him but when he came to himself he saw that he had sinned against god those who have repented they see sin as a personal insult against a holy god they also see sin as spiritual pollution and defilement so it will defile me it will pollute my spirit i don't want defilement so you can see that they do not go out of their way to seek the pleasures or the benefits of sin for to them the benefit of sin has turned into something ugly they also see the evil nature of sin now they have come to understand that sin brings everlasting destruction so they see that it is no longer fun there's no pleasure in it anymore there is no beauty in it there is no coolness in it that is what you mean by they have undergone 
a dramatic change in their attitude towards sin. In true repentance, there's another thing also. There's a personal guilt of sin and so a need to repent. I will explain. If you see someone who is repented, you slap him and he slaps you back, he repents for slapping you back. What I mean is this. They no longer have an excuse for sin. And they will not blame somebody else for their sin. They take responsibility for their sin. And they see that they must repent. But someone who has not repented, it, it was her fault. She was annoying me. He was mean to me. They justify and excuse sin. And then you know that the pers- if the person has been repenting, you know that he or she does not understand repentance. But those who understand repentance, they are quick to repent. Hallelujah. There is also a hatred for sin. I think I've mentioned that already. Oh, should I have given you the scripture passages? So the, the personal guilt of sin and so a need to repent is in Mark chapter 1 verse 15. Then hatred for sin, Job 28, 28. Psalm 119 verse 128. It says, Therefore I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. And so because of the hatred for sin, there's a conscious moral separation from sin as a new manner of life. So the person makes a deliberate decision to separate from sin. So for them, there's a personal decision to forsake or to renounce sin. Hallelujah. And then to turn to righteousness. Hallelujah. I think I'll stop here. You can continue next week. So just a few questions, then I'll I'll, I'll be leaving. Yes, Josephine. In fact, uh, what I would say that emotional repentance is part of true repentance. But it only happens when there is understanding. Where there is knowledge. If there is understanding. If you stay in the grace. The grace of God that brings repent, uh, salvation. That teaches us. Uh, yes. yes, The grace of God. The Bible says that it teaches us. To deny ungodliness and worldly living. So, so if it is the, that grace. That you are staying in it. It also teaches us to live godly. Holy and righteous lives. So you can see that the grace of God helps us. In fact, without the grace of God, we can't repent. <laughs> so, so where, where will you go outside the grace? Where, where do you want to go outside the grace? You see, the grace of God gives us the new birth, the new nature. That new nature must be developed, must, be, must grow into maturity. The grace of God is not tedious. I mean, the grace of God, we, sh- we can never be weary of the grace of God. But it's only when we are trying to do things on our own that we get tired. The, the grace of God, we can never get tired of the grace. It, I mean, it's fresh, it's invigorating, it is energizing, strengthening, empowering. That is the grace of God. That is the nature of it. So I don't see how you can get tired of it. So if you have the new nature, if you are a new creation, then the grace of God becomes second nature to you. I mean, that, that is your default nature. Actually, in fact, you have to try hard to get out of that grace. Mm-hmm. When you are not delivered. You see, it, <laughs> when we talk about deliverance, there are two, two main types of deliverance or means of deliverance. I mean, all by the power of God. And, and there's not much difference, but I, for, for the sake of explaining, 
the grace of God where, oh, sorry, the deliverance where somebody prayed for you or in worship, the power of God visits us and you fall down. By the time you get up, you are delivered. Then there's the deliverance that comes from the word of God. And it can manifest in, uh, uh, it can occur maybe in sin where, where uh, the person is under bondage to some demons making him or her to commit a particular sin. My, my suspicion is that uh, Claude is talking about where you know that you have a problem, you have been repenting and, and you still fall into the sin and, and you, you feel that you need deliverance. If that is the question he's asking, then technically you are not, you are not, you, 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 you are not, you have not repented because that the repentance that is based on the entry of the word of God also breaks the power of that sin and brings you deliverance. So, so the situation where somebody prays for you or the power of God visits and, and you, you fall down, you get up, you are delivered is one form of being delivered. The another, the other form is where you understand the word of God and then all of a sudden you say, me, I'm done with this sin. And you see that you have finished with that sin forever. So in that case, repentance and deliverance go together. Is your question answered? Thank you. In fact, it says, repent and be baptized. In fact, most of the time, those who baptize are those who have repented. Okay, people, is there any question? Yes, Josephine. It is six minutes to nine. Please, can we continue some other time? Please let us stand up and pray. Let us all pray. Let us all pray and ask the Lord, please help me to repent properly. One day, the rapture is going to happen. And if we have ever sinned before, our destiny will be determined by whether or not we have been able to repent acceptably before the Lord. And Jesus, John the Baptist, the apostles, they said, in fact, even if you go into the Old Testament, the, whole, the prophets, they all called the people of God to repentance. When it comes to the kingdom of God, repentance is essential. Let us all pray. Let us all pray. Pray to the Lord that he may give you the ability to repent. Let us pray. Mighty Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, Father, for your word. Your word has come to establish your repentance in us. And Father, you have told us that your word will never fail to accomplish the purpose for which you sent it and that it shall fulfill that which is pleasing to you. Father, this is our need and our desire that we will be able to repent acceptably before you, that we will be enabled to walk in holiness and be able to enter into your eternal kingdom in the rapture. Father, allow your word, enable your word to find a good place in our hearts. And Father, bless your word in our hearts and according to your word establish your repentance in our lives to your glory in the mighty name of jesus mighty father i pray and commit those assembled here today into your hand i commit this altar into your hand father please wake us up wake us up to what is coming that father with every seriousness and with every diligence we shall work out our own salvation with fear and trembling that you may respond to your grace that you have released at this hour to grant repentance and to help us to prepare for the coming of the messiah 
Father, I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you pour your refreshing spirit upon this altar, your cleansing fire upon this altar, that, Father, you will turn this altar unto yourself and manifest your glory, your power, and your grace through this altar. Father, expose and remove sin from this altar. Father, be jealous, be jealous for the righteousness of this altar. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. As you've heard, repentance is the key into the kingdom of heaven. How blessed we are to be taught the types of repentance and the process of repentance. As we've learned, true repentance brings a change in our heart towards sin. And it is the one that brings forgiveness of sin, which is where we want to be as children of God. Let us remember that eternity is ahead of us and there is no way out of eternity. Should we find ourselves in hell for all eternity, there is no way of coming out. So let us decide where we want to spend eternity. I want to encourage you all from around the world to take in all that you have heard and make a deliberate decision to separate from sin. Well, that's all we have time for today. We welcome you to come fellowship with us to learn more about this message. So visit our website at www.messianicministriesinc.org to locate our various altars across Australia or call us on 0430 041 735. You can also listen to this teaching and others on eternitypodcast.com. Stay tuned for more teachings and don't forget to share this teaching with everyone. Bye for now. Be blessed.